you ever feel like um, you work so fucking hard to get a client, you never know how long they're going to stay with you and you are always in fear of that, you know, that, that, that morning you're going to wake up and say that they want to leave and you're scared of that because you've experienced it time and time and time again because you don't have people staying with you for a long time and you don't have the confidence to say that you could clearly with 110% certainty say, we're going to sign up 18 clients this month and they are all going to stay for 12 months long. I am not by any stretch of the imagination surprised that that would be the case for so many people out there. Luckily for you, that is no longer going to be the case for you after you have a chat with me today on this podcast episode. Because I'm going to be chatting with you about how to stop churning and burning people um, much earlier on than you think you would have even had the idea and conceptual, um, I guess, framework for when you think the problem starts. And I'm going to flip it completely on its motherfucking head for you today. So uh, I was just chatting with a, uh, a prospect on a call just before. Um, it was like 2 a.m. for him. So like big props to Ricky for hopping on a call at like 2 a.m. You're a fucking absolute legend. Um, I hope that your newborn slept the other night. When I was chatting with Ricky, we were chatting across his two main issues that he is experiencing going from 10K to $83,000 per month. And he told me the two main issues were churn and the other one being acquisition, right? And what I don't think he expected me to go into is my belief being that churn and acquisition were both the same problem. Now, you might be just as like concerned or not, maybe not concerned is the right word. Maybe you might be just as like, Chris, what the fuck do you mean? Like how the, how the fuck are churn and acquisition the exact same thing, Right. I, I did some discovery, as I always do on these calls, and I discovered further back into, I guess, where the actual main issue started, if that makes sense. And I, I spoke with Ricky and we spoke through a couple of different analogies that I like using. And um, we worked out that uh, most of the actual, I guess, uh, leads that he was getting were coming from either cold email or cold calls. And... We found out that the period of time that someone stays wasn't long enough for him to be able to actually get this like really, 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 really confident, um, I guess, what's the best word? What's the best way to explain it? This like super confident uh, cash flow projection to say we'll be able to keep this client for such a long time. And the reason was because like they didn't trust him. They didn't give a fuck about him. They just wanted to test to see... um, how things are going. And truthfully, dude was really good. So what ended up happening was he got people a lot of business and they ended up leaving because he did so good for them as opposed to it being something where it was like he wasn't good at all. So this isn't like uh, he sucked at what he did. This was a bad framing issue that he was experiencing in the first place. Now, I asked, and like this was just a random analogy that I threw out there, right? But I asked, um, Ricky, are you a fishing man? And he said, yes, Chris, I fish. And I said, Ricky, I know nothing about fishing. 
So I'm just going to pick two random fish names out there and I'm going to say which one is which and why they are what they are. And we are going to go through the conversation of what I believe you are experiencing right now and what we can do to fix that for you by the end of this call. And um, I asked him, you know, are you familiar with tuna and are you familiar with bass? He said, yes. I said, fantastic. And the, uh, the, 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 the representation of what a good client would be, his perfect ideal customer was going to be represented as a tuna and someone who wasn't necessarily the right, I'm not going to say the right fit, but like just didn't know who he was and didn't know what he was going to, like whether they could actually get uh, support and help from him and they didn't know if he was the right person for them was going to be a bass. So the ideal customer was someone who came to the call knowing who Ricky was, knowing what Ricky did, knowing what problem Ricky could solve for them. And the bass was someone who was turning up to the call, still not knowing who he was, still not knowing what he did, and still not being able to actually um, self-assess where they are at in the relation of how they can best get help from him in any way, shape, and form. And basically what I said was what he was doing was getting his fishing rod out, putting some bait on it, even if it was the best bait in the world, chucking it into a sea where there was only going to be bass, i.e. the people who weren't, you know, had no idea who he was, expecting to find tuna in a place where only bass would be in the water, right? And what's frustrating about that is that if you don't know that you just can't find tuna there, right? It like it would drive you insane when only bass are biting at the actual bait that you're putting into the water. You get hundreds of bass on sales calls and they never, ever, 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 once you reel them in, end up being the tuna that you'd hoped for. Um, Maybe you start working with one because you think maybe this one could turn into tuna, but you never actually have them turn into that tuna that you'd hoped that they were and you end up having to throw them back into the water and you actually end up feeling really fucking unhappy with the whole process. And with him, he was doing cold calls and cold email and all these things that were making his person that was on the other end of the call already have a high level of sales resistance for him because that was the first time he'd ever spoken to them. They had no idea who he was in the first place. So when he did start with them, they were doing it as like uh, as a test run, if you'd want to call it that. And even if they got them a great result, after there's no relationship there, truthfully, because no preconceived knowing that they can get the best relationship with him, what happened was they ended up leaving. So churn was high. My belief is that churn was high because there was two things that were present. These people were not fully aware of who he was and what he did prior to working with it. And they were not actually communicated with through the process effectively to actually be sold on working long-term, which created the churn because they weren't familiar with what obstacles might be coming up with that process in the first place. These are things that Tuna would know, right? Tuna would know what problem they are solving together. Tuna would know what ob- obstacles might come up. Tuna would know how much effort would be put into the whole process at the same time too. And once uh, I spoke with Ricky through this stuff, he was sort of sitting there going like, bro, how the fuck do I just get more tuna then? I said, well, so glad you asked that question. And the way in which to get more tuna on calls in this situation was that 
We needed to make sure that when you're actually doing your acquisition and managing your acquisition process, it needed to be conducive to creating tuna for you, which meant that it can't just be cold. If it is cold, you must then put a magical spell on the bass and make sure that you are managing your pipeline most effectively to go from turning someone who is buck like dead cold being the bass into red fucking hot being the tuna meaning you must actually make sure that you manage the pipeline so effectively that you're only at least um even if they are cold you aren't just throwing bass back into the water after having spoken with them the first time and losing all the opportunity forever at least you are putting them into a sequence of communication where you can actually go through the process of turning that bass into a, a tuna for yourself. The way in which I asked them to do that was the exact way that we started communicating again, which is sending them trainings. Um, anything that would be conducive of helping them truly understand how you could be the best fit for them by actually getting to better understand who you are, what you do, and what you can solve for them as a problem in this way, shape, and form. The way I told him to do this was actually use a Facebook group and get all his old leads into the group so he could actually go through the process of, um, how do I best explain this? So he could start nurturing them so they can start creating their own vision of what being a tuner for him would look like, right? Now, what I started suggesting was with your lead flow starting from this day onwards, making sure that you're creating lead flow that creates tuna for you from day one, where you can actually have people nurtured, having known who you are and what you do from day one, so that when you get them to a call, they're already actually pre-considering how life would look like working with you because they already know what problem can be solved and how they can best get help with you in particular and no one else, right? Now, how this helps with reducing churn is that, If someone has been following along with you for a long time and they can see what problems you solve for people and they can see the period of time that clients stay with you and they can see and have their expectations be managed through the actual nurture process and then have their expectations managed on the call because they're already conducive to being a tuner on that call, meaning they're already receptive and already willing and able able to speak to you through the process because they already have trust and want to speak to you as opposed to it being a bass, the cold motherfuckers who just want to hear the price, right? They're already going to be more receptive to you because they already trust you more when you have a tuner on the phone. So they will actually allow you to manage their expectations more effectively and they will allow you to sell them on something that is longer term, that isn't, a tr- that isn't on a trial basis and puts you in a position where you can actually get them into the world's best type of relationship where they stay with you for a long time and they actually want to work with you because you're the man for them. The reason why people have so many churns outside maybe they suck at what they do is the way in which they got that client in the first place is that it was not conducive to being a good client from day one. And the issue that you'll experience is that if your acquisition process is designed for cold people, expect those cold people to be your first fucking churns because they do not care about you, who you are, what you do, and how you can best help them. And the antidote to this is to make sure that the way in which you're generating business is conducive to creating the best type of leads and the best type of prospects specifically for you. How would I suggest that you do this? 
I would suggest that you do this by creating something like a Facebook group where you can start marketing the problems, the objections, the expectations, what life looks like as the best possible type of successful type of client that would you like you want you would want on a sales call and marketing things to them that would make them want to work with you by shifting their beliefs and showing them how fucking good that you are. And as you're creating those trainings, you can then start sending those trainings to them via Facebook Messenger and saying, hey, Ricky, I know the last time we spoke, you said that you were having a hard time going from $10,000 to $83,000 and you said the biggest issue for you was churns and acquisition, right? I just created this training. I think it'd be super helpful to you. I think it'd be helpful for the reason that it specifically speaks around churns and acquisitions and I think you'll get a lot out of it because it speaks directly to you. Now, with that having been said, my question to you now, Ricky, is have you since got that issue with your churns and acquisition sorted or are you still looking for a solution, right? And every time you create a new training and you can send it through the pipeline and start a conversation with that person yet again, they then actually have an increased higher level of know, like, and trust with you and put you into a position where they actually create more of a tuner out of themselves more of that ideal customer out of themselves because they start to have like a, hmm, I wonder what working with Ricky would be like. Maybe I'll go have a look through some more of those trainings. Maybe I'll go and look through some of the actual lead magnets he put out. Maybe I'll go and look through some of the actual, um, the free content that he puts out so I can self-assess as to whether I personally feel like he can be the best fit for me. Because I don't want to work with someone where I only work with them for a couple months. I want to work with someone for the next four years and help them actually be the best partner for my business to help generate all the fucking leads so I can be the best case study for them. Because I'm telling you right now, every client you're working with wants to become your best case study, right? And that does not happen in two months. Never fucking happens in two months. It happens across two years. So you need to actually be creating opportunity for yourself that's conducive of doing so. And I want you to start thinking about every churn that you've ever had. Is it because they became is it because they became a client from such a shitty lead source that you were always going to create a world where they were going to be conducive to being a fucking bad client who was always going to leave? And I want you to think about that. If by any chance you are like Ricky and you are like begging for some solutions to help you get to a million dollars per year in your agency or marketing consulting business. I would love an opportunity to chat with you and I would love an opportunity to see what might be holding you in particular back from going to the stage that you are begging to get to. It costs nothing to have a chat with me. Every time you chat with me, you will leave knowing exactly what is missing. And I promise you, if I think that it's not the right fit for us to help you with, that I will not make it feel awkward. I will tell you exactly what you need to do and who I can introduce you to at the same time. Best case scenario, we actually work out what to do and we can crush it with you and help you make a million dollars per year. Worst case scenario, you get to talk to a crazy Australian who can give you the best feedback in the world and tell you exactly what to do at the same time so you can stop the churns, stop the acquisition issues and grow to the stage where you can actually have a life back and the team that you would like so you never feel like you won't have another customer ever again and they'll be leaving you or won't be leaving you because you're having great communication with these people. I hope this has been helpful to you in some way, shape and form today. 
My goal of these podcasts is to help you never settle for second best in your business. And I appreciate the absolute fuck out of you guys. I'll chat with you soon. Peace.